Hi, need a ride? Hop on in. I'm headed to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on, let's go. We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Hey everybody, welcome to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Glad you have a seat. Everybody get something to drink? Now just sit back and enjoy the show. As always, I have lots of news to get to, so let's get right to it. But before we do that, I want to give you an update of what's been going on with me, a little personal aside, that uh, last week, being the 4th of July and everything, I apologize for not having a show, I did have good intentions, but isn't the saying, doesn't the saying go that um, the highway to heaven or hell or something is paved with good intentions? I was trying to get a video together um, talking about our independence and what does freedom mean to you. I had a lot, I always have do my best thinking when I'm running the highways. I don't know about any of y'all. But by the time I got it into fruition, it was already like Saturday. And I'm like, really? So I'm like, let's put that off till next year. And that I'll go ahead and do a video next year for the 4th of July. And hopefully, I mean, it's going to take me almost a month of planning and everything ahead of time. Like a Christmas video or a Thanksgiving video or something like that. Hell, for Thanksgiving, I got to start in October in order to get it done the way I want to. Because I'm a perfectionist that way. So, um, everybody have a good week last week everybody have a good fourth of july and stay safe and and didn't get a finger shot off with fireworks and everything i hope i was busy running i went um and visited family in wisconsin i have a sick um just a little personal note i have a sick brother-in-law who had a massive stroke in january and he's in rehabilitation um now he got moved to long-term care um, sad to say, uh, love him dearly, and um, his speech is really good because um, you know he looked at me and and looked up at me and said, you know, this is bullshit, <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, you're right. He's in a wheelchair and confined to a wheelchair now, and he was a real go-getter and always walking and, and that kind of thing. And you just never know when something like that is going to happen. So anyway, long story short, ran up to Wisconsin, saw them for the weekend, come back to Missouri. From Missouri, I got grabbed a load to Indianapolis. Indianapolis, I grabbed another load out of Indiana back to Missouri. Missouri, I grabbed a load to Oklahoma. Oklahoma grabbed a load back to Missouri. Then Missouri, I ran to Georgia for two drops over the 4th. I got to stay home for about a 10-hour break. Um, kind of peace and quiet. Then from Dalton, Georgia, I went back to Missouri, dropped, and then I'm on a load out to Reno, Nevada right now. 
that I'll be delivering uh, in the morning when you're listening to this podcast. So that's what I've been doing for the last week. So as you know, it's running, running, running 70 hours a week, um, and also trying to get you a good quality show. So I apologize again about, you know, skipping a week and not um, broadcasting last week. But so let's get right to the news. A trucker teams up with cops to donate three quarters of a ton of chicken to hungry families. Now, you know, if you run a reefer or you may run a dry van, um, if something happens that they turn down a load, we usually always donate it. I mean, I've ran both. I've ran reefer and dry van. I've never ran a flatbed. But um, this uh, creek carrier slash Schaefer um, in New York State, apparently a police department in New York State, they shared this story of how they worked together with this trucker and his company to help donate an unwanted load of chicken to feed those in need. And, of course, you're going to get, it's Tyson. It's a load of Tyson. Um, young, whole, frying chicken. So on Thursday, June 27, the Hudson Police Department, they shared a Facebook post detailing how this uh, heartwarming donation happened. Uh, that Tuesday, received an unusual phone call from a national trucking firm in Lincoln, Nebraska, Creek Carriers. The company had a tractor trailer traveling through our area overladen with 1,600 pounds of chicken. The supermarket was not willing to take on the extra inventory. So, wait a minute. Okay, I'm going to break on that story just a second interrupt the story. Tyson overloaded a reefer of 1,600 pounds of chicken? Really? I've never had that much. I mean, I had a few, I had like up to nine cases, but 1,600 pounds? Holy moly. Anyway, on with the story. Jamie, a manager from the Schaefer Trucking Company, was in a dilemma. What to do with three quarters a ton of frozen chicken? As fate would have it, a member of the Rock Solid Church had just happened to be in the police station and overheard the discussion and mentioned that their church had just required a large walk-in freezer for their food pantry and the regional food bank. With very little effort, they connected Jamie from Crete to the truck driver Bruce from North Carolina to the pastors of the Rock Solid Church. Everyone converged at the church and the chicken was put on ice. Many thanks to Schaefer Trucking slash Creek Carriers for finding us and getting the okay for the donation. We made a new friend and long distance truck driver Bruce Hill. Special thanks to Matt Shook and Nate Stoddard from our DPW who volunteered to offload all that chicken. 1,600 pounds of chicken should feed a lot of hungry people. So the Hudson excuse me, Police Department also shared a photos of strangers working along with community members to make sure that the chicken got into the hands of those who need it. Yeah, I had to do that in Florida, um, is um, donate uh, about nine, ten cases. I had hams over Christmas um, last year that were two, like a, a pallet of nine cases, and donated them to they said i could donate them to who i wanted to the uh in rich richmond the ta in ashland virginia i think it was and waitresses still love me over that one so donating um half hams to them so some more news a semi truck plunges off a bridge 
onto a building below and the truck driver sadly didn't make it. This hap this was reported in on July 3rd. Texas police say that a truck driver did not survive after his vehicle fell off of an overpass onto an industrial building below. The crash happened around 8.30 in Houston. Authorities say that the semi-truck traveling on Ship Channel Bridge over the northbound East 610 Loop, boy, I've been across that one lots of times, crashed through the guardrail, resulting in the truck falling off of the overpass and landing upside down on the Huntsman International Chemical manufacturing facility below. It isn't yet clear if there was anyone in the building as of the writing of this article on July 3rd. Um, the local news station says that the truck fell more than 100 feet. The truck driver reportedly passed as rescuers struggled to free him from the wreckage of the truck and the identity of the truck driver was not released at that time. The cause of that crash is still was still under investigation. Police say that they believe that the truck was cut off by another vehicle and that tr driver reportedly start started at the scene i'm confused on what miss ashley here at cdl life is trying to say so this article will be in the show notes there's a couple of videos in here that you can go ahead and um, peruse for yourself now over a thousand people in tennessee were without power after a semi-truck crashed into a power pole. The Tennessee DOT says that a roadway will be closed down until sometime on Friday, and this was July 5th, day after uh, 4th of July, due to down power lines caused by a semi-truck crash. The crash happened in the morning of Friday, July 5th in Strawberry Plains, Tennessee. Now this is on a two-lane road, State Route 139 also known as Old Dandridge Pike. The truck traveling down that road for some reason left the roadway and crashed into the power pole. I mean, he went, crashed into the power pole and in the ditch. It isn't that he just clipped the power pole and he's still on the roadway. He's buried in the trees in right alongside the power lines and the power lines are damn near on the truck. The result crash resulted in utility damage that 954 customers in Strawberry Plains are without power. And the crash still remains under investigation as of July 5th. Now a truck driver was arrested after dozens of migrants were discovered locked in over a 100 degree trailer. And this happened on Tuesday night which would have been the second third let me check my calendar one second that would have been the second yep good guess u.s border patrol agents arrested a mexican truck driver after finding more than 30 people hidden in this hot trailer the incident happened tuesday july 2nd at i-19 checkpoint near nogales arizona authorities say that they refer a truck hauling produce from Mexico for secondary inspection. And while they were inspecting the truck, it happened to be a reefer, agents discovered 33 migrants from Mexico and El Salvador hidden inside, including 12 children and a pregnant woman. The people, you could see the x-ray, the people standing up, they were laying down, they were squished in between the uh, stacks of produce according to cpb quote the interior of the trailer was nearly 100 degrees 
causing imminent danger to the people locked inside with no means of a way out, egress. Although the trailer was equipped with a refrigeration unit, the driver did not have it on. If he's hauling produce, why the blazes didn't he have it on? You know, I mean, you, could, you don't have to keep it at 30 degrees. You could have kept it, you know, at, at 60. The 37-year-old truck driver was arrested and is facing human smuggling charges. 33 migrants were placed in border patrol custody and are facing immigration violations. Uh, the White House shared the story on various social media platforms and praised the border patrol agents for saving lives. A CBP news release also mentioned a new education initiative designed to cut down on deaths related to human smuggling on commercial vehicles. In an effort to prevent fatalities at the hands of smugglers, Department of Homeland Security has recently launched, quote, Operation Safeguard, end quote, to educate the public and the trucking industry on the life-threatening dangers involved in U.S. commercial conveyances to smuggle humans. You know, it's, it's, I don't care how much you're paid. You know, do you want to have the death of somebody on your conscience? Really? You have to be pretty cold-hearted in my eyes to do something like that. Now, this episode of Julia's Truck at Cafe is brought to you by My Patriot Supply. You know, as truck drivers, we all know what it's like to be at a shipper or receivers or, you know, have to park at a rest area or even if you broke down on the side of the interstate and have to wait for hours on end. Am I right? And being loaded or unloaded, especially at produce coolers or at paper mills. So we have a new sponsor, My Patriot Supply. Now, it's not what you're thinking. It's not any kind of white supremacy stuff or anything. It is emergency food. They have food kits that are good up to 25 years. They come in a plastic slimline tote that you can easily slide in your side box. And you get multiple meals. Their meals come in a um, anti-moisture Ziploc foil pouch that you don't you just scoop out what you need prepare what you want because I'm I'm a single person so I turn around and don't eat that much or anything and I can you know use one food kit over several meals I speak from experience after living through Hurricane Katrina and right now between now and October is hurricane season my mom my son and I went without power for 10 days and if it wasn't for the MREs that were flown into us, we wouldn't have had any food. Four 60-foot pine trees broke in half during that storm and landed across my driveway, landlocking us in. So I couldn't leave to get food. And when you got to town, there were four-mile gas lines. Besides, at the grocery store, the grocery store shelves were empty. So if I knew then what I know now about my Patriot Supply emergency food kits, I definitely would have had some in my home, in the pantry, in my truck, because it also, winter's coming around again. It's good to be prepared. So be like me, be prepared. And before I forget, the food is delicious. You could get meat, you could get... Um, fruits and vegetables along with potato you know mashed potatoes mac and cheese um here soon is a little special announcement i'm going to be doing a little bit of a health video i'm trying um to get a healthier diet uh so because i've gained weight driving a truck 
So I'm trying to live a little bit healthier. So here soon I'm going to be shooting just a few minute, 10, 15 minute video on some health stuff that I found that may work. And I take this stuff at 6.30 in the morning and I'm not hungry till 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I don't have cravings. You know, I only eat now, I only eat once a day. But not getting the exercise is our biggest problem out here that we fight all the time. Now, for a limited time, you could get a one-week food supply of My Patriot Supply in a handy, neat-looking ammo can for just $39. They also offer gluten-free food for under $100. All you have to do is go to my website at juliastruckatcafe.com and click on the Emergency Food Supply tab. You scroll down and click on any of the pictures there for more information and to put your order in. I would definitely at least do the one week food supply. It's only 40 bucks. You know, that's that's a week's worth of food. You spend more than that on two meals in a truck stop. And what happens when the truck stops are out of food? What are you going to do? You need to stay prepared. So click on juliastruckatcafe.com, go to the emergency food supply and get yours today. Now back to the news. A rapper poses in front of a Peterbilt saying he got his CDL to move cocaine. I'm like, really? A rap artist has shared a new music video featuring tons of semi-trucks and a questionable message about his supposed reasons for getting into the trucking industry. Dallas, Texas-based rapper Hood Cowboy <clears throat> recently shared a music video for the song Down in a State from his 2018 album also called Hood Cowboy. The music video features Hood Cowboy behind the wheel of a semi-truck, though never while the truck is in motion, as he raps about transporting cocaine. What you think I went and got the CDL for to move the cocaine? Same dope, dope game. Hopefully I didn't do it that good, but anyway. It isn't clear what Hood Cowboy's real name is or whether he actually holds a CDL, but he did share the video below on his Facebook page. <clears throat> I think it's just to, to, some more to give us a bad name. Really. You know? I hate reporting on this kind of stuff, but this is the kind of crap that's out there. You know? It really, really is. It's that This is totally disgusting to me. This is what truck is this what trucking is becoming? I'm like, really? This is what trucking is becoming. Unbelievable. Now in other news, a widow of the truck driver, remember the crash that I talked about a couple of weeks ago over on 94 over in Racine? Well the and a truck driver took his life instead of uh, driving into a pileup of cars that were stopped on the interstate. Well his widow is suing Wisconsin, uh, sues over Wisconsin interstate crash, is suing the company of the, that the driver was working for that caused the crash. The widow of a truck driver who plunged off of Wisconsin interstate overpass to avoid a fiery collision is suing a company whose driver she says caused the crash. Lillian Moss Johnson filed a lawsuit Thursday against Warehouse Transport Services over the death of her husband, Jeffrey Johnson, the Wisconsin Journal Sentinel reported. Now, this was the end of June, so it was right around that time, the last weekend of June. Authorities called 45-year-old truck driver a hero for diverting his vehicle to avoid striking cars 
in the June 19th crash on I-94 in Racine. The lawsuit accuses Warehouse Transport of negligence in its hiring, training, and supervising of Kenneth Rogers, the semi-driver who also died in the crash. Rogers was driving southbound on Interstate 94 when he hit a construction barrier overcorrected and crashed into a median that separated the northbound traffic, according to the lawsuit. It caused three northbound cars to crash into the barrier, leading Jeffrey Johnson to veer away from the collision. Both trailers burst into flames, setting other cars on fire and sending plumes of smoke into the air, according to the Racine County Sheriff. Johnson's lawsuit alleges Rogers' reckless driving caused the crash. She is seeking unspecified damages for her husband's death. The lawsuit also, lawsuit, excuse me, also names Warehouse Transport's parent company, Hanson Storage Company. Neither company had commented on the suit as of Friday. The crash occurred near Mount Pleasant, which is about 24 miles south of Milwaukee. At least three drivers of the passenger vehicles were injured in the collision. Milwaukee Journey Jay Urban, who represents Johnson's estate, said Johnson had a long career in trucking and took pride in his job. Quote, the silver lining in this was what a hero he was, Urban said. Quote, his first thought was to save lives, almost like a first responder, end quote. And that is very sad. And like I spoke about in another episode, I mean, that's something I would definitely do. And a lot of us uh, older drivers would definitely do that. Now in some great news, truckers come together to give a six-year-old a special day. This is what warms my heart. I'm going to get emotional reading this story, so you have to forgive me. Um, but this is one of the reasons why I got into trucking, is for the kids. This happened, um, this is just reported on July, yesterday, over the weekend. So this happened just over the weekend. This weekend, dozens of truckers came together to celebrate with a six-year-old Missouri boy struggling with health issues. On Saturday, July 6th, a group of about 40 truckers came together at the Clark County in Cahoka, Missouri, to surprise a truck-loving six-year-old Bentley McGeehan as he faces some health problems. Earlier this summer, Bentley broke his femur and is then is believed to have suffered a stroke. Knowing that her son loved trucks, Bentley's mom, Alicia Leesman McGeehan, put out a call to the trucking community for pictures of big rigs to cheer him up. She wrote in a Facebook post shared in multiple trucking groups, This is my six-year-old, I quote, This is my six-year-old son, special needs son. He loves semis. He calls them beep beeps. I was wondering if anyone would be willing to send pictures of their semis to him. He broke his femur and had to put rods in his leg, and now they think he had a stroke at some point. He would love to cover a wall in with different kinds of trucks. I would be grateful to anyone that would send him pics. His name is Bentley McGeehan. Please PM me for address. He would love to get pictures and mail. Thank you all so much. Eventually, Bentley's story reached John Miller, who organized an event called Beep Beeps for Bentley at the local fairgrounds, according to the local news station. A group of 38 truckers came together with families and friends to convoy for Bentley around the fairgrounds. Bentley even got to ride in one of the semis. Bentley's mom, Alicia, said that her son had an amazing day. And in this article, which will be in the show notes, you could see 
check out Beep Beeps for Bentley in the Facebook post below. I'll entitle this show, uh, How Truckers Come Together to Give Six-Year-Old a Special Day. And so you know which show notes, and it'll be a July 9th show, so you know which show notes to look for. And it's really cool to see all these trucks and the video of them convoying for him. They had lots of pictures taken, and he even got a ride. Even dump trucks came. So that was, I wish I could have taken part in that. That was really cool. Now, a not-so-cool news. Um, a truck driver decided he was going to get his truck washed in a most unusual way, let's say, by submerging it in floodwaters. A truck driver finds himself submerged in floodwaters in Pennsylvania. The incident happened yesterday, Monday, in Pittston Township in Pennsylvania. Two vehicles, a semi-truck and a Kia, were stranded on Oak Street by rising floodwaters. In the images captured at the scene, you can see the truck driver standing on the hood of a semi-truck waiting to be rescued from the floodwaters. Um, the local news station reports that rescuers were able to throw the truck driver rope at a life preserver and drag him to safety. The Kia driver reportedly got stuck after attempting to drive through the rising waters. No one was hurt during this incident. The Pittston Township Ambulance Association also shared the photos of the flood-stranded truck on Facebook and warned drivers about the dangers of trying to drive through floodwaters. It's 0908 and Oak Street is still flooded. Here's two reasons why you don't attempt to drive through a flooded roadway. Yes, this could happen to anyone, even the biggest vehicles. Please do not drive around road closed signs, and if you come across a water on the road, do not drive through it! Exclamation point for emphasis and end quote. Though some local reports have indicated that the truck driver woke to find himself submerged in the floodwaters, video was captured at the scene that appears to show the truck driver deliberately driving into the water. I'm sorry, but can we say stupid? Are y'all laughing at me? <laughs> so some more news. We have lots of news to catch up to. Get a load of this. A Texas DPS worker handed out 215 fake CDLs for bribes, says the FBI. The FBI says they have uncovered the I can't talk today. Uncovered a scheme that allowed hundreds of unqualified applicants to receive a CDL in exchange for thousands of dollars worth of bribes. The FBI says that between January 2017 and June of 2019, a San Antonio Department of Public Service employee issued 215 fraudulent CDLs, mostly to people of Cuban descent. Now, my thinking would be, interrupting this article, my thinking would be the little guy, the 23-year-old that had a CDL from Texas, Cuban descent. But I'm not sure when he, he had his CDL for four years. This would fit, he, maybe it was a little bit earlier that he got a CDL. But if he got it between 2017 and 2019, it's saying in this article that they didn't face, yeah, I'll read on. You know, that he may have not even tested for it. I don't know. I'm just saying. I don't know when he got his CDL. On Monday, July 8th, FBI Special Agent Monroe Giese testified in federal court in San Antonio against the two defendants in the case. Marino Mori Diaz-Leon, God, what a name, and Fernando Guardo Vasquez, I thought my name was bad, 
who are facing charges of conspiracy to commit mail fraud. They report that both men are truckers and both are legal U.S. residents of Cuban descent. The FBI says that Diaz Leon and Vasquez offered thousands of dollars worth of bribes to an unnamed DPS employee. In exchange for the bribes, CDLs were issued to the applicants who either hadn't passed their skills test or hadn't even shown up for the test at all. The scheme was reportedly uncovered during a 2018 audit during which it was discovered DPS employee had issued an unusual number of CDLs. Further investigation revealed that over 200 of those CDL applicants had never been scheduled for a skills test. The FBI has not released the name of the DPS employee, but that employee has been suspended and is cooperating with authorities. Uh, yeah, I just suspended? Really? When you're taking lives into their hands across state lines? Come on. They found Diaz, Leon, and Vasquez, if found guilty, Diaz and Leon and Vasquez face up to 20 years in prison and deportation. In other news, another man admits to hiding humans in semis at Texas truck stops without the driver's knowledge. So, now we're going to have, besides just having the trailer sealed, now we're going to definitely have to have a monster lock put on it. Federal authorities say that a man has pled guilty to charges related to a human smuggling scheme that took place at South Texas truck stops. 47-year-old Mexican national Humberto Ramirez Santos pled guilty to charges relating to human smuggling on the first day of his trial, according to yesterday's news release from the U.S. Attorney's Office. Prosecutors say that Ramirez Santos participated in human smuggling scheme from October 2011 to July 2017 that involved illegal immigrants from China, Russia, India, Brazil, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Mexico. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, a major part of the smuggling scheme involved putting unsuspecting truck drivers at risk by hiding humans in their trucks without their knowledge. I quote, A particular tactic was to select a tractor trailer parked at a South Texas truck stop with a suitable temperature. They would then remove the seal and load the illegal aliens. Members of the organization would follow the vehicle to the next stop, somewhere north of the checkpoint, to later retrieve them. The drivers would be unaware of their human cargo and were potentially exposed to criminal liability. The aliens would then be transported in closed Penske trucks to Houston, end quote. Prosecutors also describe a scheme involving transporting illegal aliens to locations that were south of border checkpoints and then guiding them through South Texas ranches to help them avoid detection by law enforcement. You see? I mean, we're just screwed no matter which way we go. If those cartels want illegals in here, they're going to come in. The smuggling attempts were reportedly made every week. And the number of people who were legally entered the U.S. with help in part from Ramirez Santos was described as incalculable. Ramirez Santos is scheduled for sentencing on October 1st, 2019, could face up to 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Now, more news. I told you, got a lot of news today, this week. 
a semi-truck fire spreads to the warehouse and along to three other trucks. Again in Pennsylvania, firefighters are working to contain a fire at the loading dock this afternoon, today, at 3.15 Eastern Time in Hazel Township, Pennsylvania. Firefighters say that one semi-truck caught fire at the loading dock at U.S. Cold Storage Facility at North Park Drive. The fire then spread to involve three semi-trucks in addition to the building. No injuries have been reported. The cause of the fire is still under investigation. There again, all of these articles will be in the show notes. And troopers in Nebraska shame a semi-truck driver that got busted for DUI, which is just slap stupid. The Nebraska State Patrol, talking about drinking and driving, yeah, sorry. I'm talking about drinking and driving out here is stupid. Nebraska State Patrol used Facebook to call out a driver for, quote, driving drunk in a semi on one of the most traveled roads in the country, end quote. Troopers say that they arrested 52-year-old Ontario-based truck driver Michael Jackson, okay, around, I didn't know he rose from the dead, ha, 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 okay, not funny, around 5.30 p.m. on Saturday, July 6th. Sorry, but I just, you know, that name popped up, but that's the first thing I thought of. Sorry. NSP says that they stopped Jackson as he was driving on Iowa 80 near Waverly, Nebraska, after another driver had called police to report a semi-truck driving erratically in the Lincoln area. Trooper Ben Wynn reported that when he administered a breathalyzer test, Jackson's blood alcohol content was .317. About eight times over the legal limit of .04 for commercial drivers. Jackson reportedly spent two nights in the Case County Jail before bailing out on Monday night. Um, You could kiss your CDL goodbye, dude, at least for a year. NSP shared the Facebook post about the DUI on July 7th. And Prime Inc. is having a hissy fit over Amazon Prime putting... Prime and their smiley face in an arrow, um, citing that it's trademark infringement. Now, um, Amazon Prime has had that name for ages and ages and ages, you know, and so now Prime Inc. apparently is getting pissy about it. One of the nation's largest trucking companies is taking on, they're not making enough money. They have to sue Amazon over Amazon Prime. One of the nation's largest trucking companies has taken on retail giant Amazon over their use of the word, quote, Prime on their trucks trailers. Springfield, Missouri-based trucking company Prime Inc. filed suit against Amazon in the Western District of Missouri on July 2nd for past and current trademark infringement. The lawsuit argues that confusion over Amazon's use of the word Prime has caused Prime Inc., quote, irreparable injury to its business, reputation, and goodwill, end quote. Wasn't Prime there for the longest time kind of considered like Schneider and J.B. Hunt? I didn't say that, did I? The suit claims that since both companies are in the transportation industry, customers have had bad experiences with Amazon could blame Prime Inc. Well, what about having bad experiences with Prime Inc. and blaming it on Amazon. I mean, you know, am I right? The fair is fair. Causing damage to the company's reputation. In the lawsuit, Prime Inc. argues that they have used the Prime logo on their trailers and marketing materials since the 1980s. 
Prime Inc. says that when Amazon started using the Amazon Prime logo on its trailers in 2016 and 2017, they informed Amazon about the alleged trademark infringement, but that Amazon continued to use the Prime branding on their trailers. Nevertheless, Amazon has persisted in displaying one or more of the accused marks on trailer trucks and other shipping and transportation vehicles in commerce and thereby has continued to infringe Prime Inc.'s exclusive rights and has continued to engage in unfair competition in violation of the Lanham Act. Amazon's infringement and unfair competition are therefore intentional, willful, and malicious, the lawsuit says. The suit also contends that the logo used by Amazon is, quote, identical in appearance, sound, meaning, and commercial impression, end quote, to the logo used by Prime Inc. I argue that is not true because it's a big smiley face with a freaking arrow that points to Prime. Prime Inc. has Prime Inc. on the side. It has copy, you know, comic ink. It has Prime Floral on the side of his trailers it's prime comma ink no big smiley face no arrow no nothing like that in the suit prime ink has asked for the greater of three times amazon profit profits excuse me or three times any damages it has sustained as a result of amazon's past and current trademark infringement and related unfair competition end quote um, can we call them greedy? Prime Inc. has requested a jury trial in the trademark suit against Amazon. I hope Amazon wins. But anyway, um, I didn't say that. I'm supposed to be impartial. <gasps> I'm so sorry. My bad. So in closing, I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate all of you who tune in every week to listen to me blabber on at the cafe. If you are new to the cafe, I want to also give a shout out to all of our new uh, likes on Facebook and on Twitter. Thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. I wish I could. Let's see one second. So I'm going to go way back. And I want to thank Craig Winder, Marlana, Matthew, William, Charity, Paul, Dawn, Patty, PJ, Nathan, Floyd, Guy, Sue, Jamie, Tad, Robert, Doug, Chris, Jimmy, Lauren, Oscar, Bobby, Randy, Andy, Billy, Julio, Amos, Gibby, Monica, Dee, Chris, Chance, Jean, Gerald, Timothy, Michael, Jimmy, Justin, Butch, Ann, Steve, John, Aaron, Kirk, Brad, Kathy, Eric, Will, Eric, Rebecca, Sally, and Tim. All the new likes on our Facebook page. Thank you so much. I bet you weren't surprised to hearing that. I also want to thank my friends and my continued uh, supports. Char, Anthony, Brian, Nate, Lori, uh, friend Joella, um, my family as Roy, uh, Roger, Linda, and also my sister Arlene for supporting me with the show. I greatly, greatly appreciate it. 
Twitter is growing. The YouTube channel is growing. Keep it up. I greatly appreciate all of your support and all of your feedback. If you would like to listen to me on other podcasting apps besides having to go to the website or Facebook page, on the website at juliastruckatcafe.com, I have a page of where else you could find me. SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Twitter, Facebook, you know, the usuals. Um, YouTube, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to, if you're uh, Apple Podcast, it's called now, instead of iTunes, they changed the name. Um, don't forget to join our discussion group at Julia's Truck and Cafe Regulars. I would ask that you keep it to a discussion group and not be bashing companies or not be um, sharing any other, like, uh, podcasting to uh, pull my listeners away. On the website, I also have a cooking in your truck page, as well as stupid (laughs) things that drivers do, and videos and much more. Please subscribe to our email list. I know I'm asking a lot when I say this on every episode, but if if you subscribe to our email list... All these show notes and all the articles that I reference, and I am—I always get a little bit behind on this, and I apologize, uh, will be sent right to your inbox. This way you don't have to keep coming to search for it at the website. You get it right there, touch of a finger. I'm glad that you do come to the website to view the show and the articles. In the future, if I have new things coming out, um, you'll be on the email list, and you'll have priority and get those new things that are in the works along with the discussion group if you enjoy my show and would like to support me i have a link to my patreon i also will be putting up a a paypal me if you just want to make a one-time donation i greatly appreciate it because it it, truck driving you run your tail off for for chump change anymore and it does take a little bit of money to broadcast the show to you each and every week you will get a shout out on the show Along with my Discord group, which would be a discussion group right with me once a week. And even get behind the scenes of actually how I put the podcast on. How, how I do my videos and this kind of thing. So as freebies uh, for making a donation. Uh, if you'd like to, fine. You could do a, either a monthly donation with uh, Patreon. Or you could do a one-time donation with uh, the PayPal me page. So again, thank you so much for tuning in and until next time.